welcome to How to Human Project. I am your host, Tyler James, or you can call me Ty for short. In today's episode, we are going to be speaking about shadow work and inner child work and how we can integrate these healing foundations into our life and become conscious of the unconscious. The best way a podcast grows is through word of mouth. So if you enjoy this podcast and find the content valuable, please share it with your friends, family, and on your social media platforms. If you want to take it a step further, you can leave a rating and review on whichever platform it is that you're listening to this podcast on. Thank you very much. Much love. And now it's time to get into the content. Enjoy. Today, I really wanted to take a bit of a deep dive into the areas of transformational healing and Some of the few key areas that come to mind when I think of healing is the areas such as shadow work and inner child healing. They're kind of like the main two areas that I feel like I'm gravitated to talk about today. Where I want to start is with the shadow work because this is where a lot of people seem to get stuck in terms of shadow work because I think shadow work seems to be the hardest for us to kind of overcome and deal with. Now, to kind of explain what shadow work is or what a shadow even is, it's kind of a complex system where we have to really dive into the psyche of our being. We as humans have an unconscious mind. Many people have heard about the subconscious, the unconscious, and then also our conscious our conscious mind obviously being the analytical, the, the one that thinks in numbers, in words, and, and all that sort of stuff. And then our unconscious, which is kind of related to the five senses, um, the sixth sense, which is our like our, you know, the feeling dimension, and then the, the, the more subtle areas of life, not the ones that we can physically see, hear, smell, touch, like all that sort of stuff. So we have an unconscious mind. And the unconscious mind is the part of our brain that kind of works on an automatic system. We're not controlling it. In some aspects, we are (laughs) kind of, but um, in most situations, we're not really controlling it. These are the sort of areas that, you know, control our heart rate, that control our, our blood, our hormones, or the organs, like all the stuff that we're not thinking about on a daily basis is basically being operated by our unconscious mind. And within our unconscious mind, we have programs. And again, these programs are kind of what run our organs and and um, and, and our bodily functions for us to be able to human, to, to walk, to talk, um, to eat, like do all these things, digest food. It's kind of like its own brain in a sense where it's it's controlling all those aspects of life. Now, we have what is referred to as a collective unconscious mind. So... This gets quite complex because what this actually is, is it is the connection between all humans, which means every single human has an aspect of their unconscious mind that is connected to a global, um, they call it like a a net, the best way to think of it is a net, and that net essentially surrounds the earth and all of our unconscious beings. So this goes right back to like our primitive aspects of us, our, our instincts, our intuition, like what we are just, what we just know naturally and so deeply in our being. A good example of this is when we see a fire. Most of us, 
without really even thinking about it, know not to go in the fire because there is a there's a very unconscious part of our being that just knows that that fire is hot. And if we touch it, then we're going to hurt ourselves or, you know, whatever. So there, there are parts of our being that are so deep in our unconscious that we just, we know so deeply. And this is where, like I said, our primitive state is. So the collective unconscious is also where most of our archetypes uh, are, are embedded into our psyche. I haven't gone too deep into the feminine archetypes. Um, I know a few of them, um, maiden, mother, crone, and I know, and I know there's, there's some other ones, but the ones that I am more so aware of because of the study that I do is the king, warrior, magician, and lover, the, the masculine archetypes. Now, I'm not going to go into the archetypes because I want to do a podcast just talking about the masculine archetypes and then maybe get jazz on and just talk about the feminine archetypes uh, and, and really dive into them individually because I think that that's going to be a quite a, a long podcast on its own and, and by itself. But just to kind of brush up on this, these archetypes, they're embedded into the primitive areas of our brain, the very, very deep areas of our limbic brain. And each one of these archetypes represent a certain energy. These energies, our unconscious mind kind of calls upon. Now, each one of these archetypes have what we refer to as a shadow aspect of themselves. Each archetype has a active and a passive shadow aspect to it. And active obviously being the positive aspect and the passive being the negative aspect of the shadow of what is the actual archetype, whether that's the king, warrior, magician, or lover. Every single person on this planet has the archetypal energies within their being embedded deeply into their unconscious mind. We are tapping into these energies of the archetypes without even realizing or knowing it. So when we refer to shadows, this is what we're referring to, a very unconscious, a very deeply embedded part of our psyche that kind of flows between these passive and active shadow forms. Now, when these are left unconscious, they can become quite uh, sometimes dangerous, but more just create a little bit of a mess in our life sometimes. Like I said, if they're, if they're unconscious, then the, the behaviors and actions that we're going to represent in our life are going to be representative of these shadow aspects. Um, like I said, I don't want to go into each shadow aspect and, and all that sort of stuff. I just want to bring up the idea of what a shadow actually is is. So, you know, if, if, uh, like jealousy, jealousy, for example, would be a good shadow, which would be representative of, um, more the lover archetype. Um, the, the, when we, when we refer to the masculine anger and violence, we're, we're referring to a shadow aspect of the warrior archetype. So you can see how every single man and every single woman have these qualities deep within their psyche that they kind of fall into these shadow aspects of these archetypes very unconsciously. And yet every single person kind of experiences these shadows in their life in some shape or form, but we don't really understand why this is happening, why we feel this way, why we're acting this way. So to kind of conclude a shadow, they are deep aspects of our psyche that is a part of our unconscious mind. 
I would like to just add as well, though, actually, is we, like I said, we, we have the collective unconscious archetypes, but then we also have our personal unconscious energies, which is more our individualized aspect of these archetypes. So this really now comes down to the way that we were brought up in our childhood, um, the way that our parents were, the way that our mother was with us, the way that our mother represented herself as the feminine essence and the way that our father represented himself as his uh, masculine essence. So now when we go into the personal unconscious mind, uh, unconscious energies and, and primitive energies of these archetypes, they're very much developed upon what we observe and, and hear and all that through our five senses. And these shadows, as I mentioned, can really formulate a conditioning or a pattern or a paradigm that builds into our minds. And we start acting out specific thoughts, behaviors, and feelings that really correlate to those energies that are deep within our unconscious mind. Like I said, we're going to, we're going to draw upon the energies of the unconscious collective. And then we're also going to draw upon the energies of our personal unconscious, which obviously, like I said, just to refer back to, just so that we, you know, that I know when I remember what I'm talking about, the collective unconscious is essentially the archetypal energies that connects all of us as humanity. We can, it connects all of us and is a deep, deep primitive aspect of our human being and our psyche. Our personal unconscious mind is more related to our own personal experiences, the way we grew up, how our parents were, how our father was, how our mother was, and our circumstances that we grew up in. So when we refer to shadow work, what it is that we're actually saying is that there are going to be parts of you that come out in your life, whether it is through emotions like anger, jealousy, uh, hatred, violence, and, and, and many other shadow aspects of ourselves that can come out very unconsciously and it almost feels like we can't control them and we don't know where that energy comes from. And most of the time, if we lash out at someone or something like that, you know, after a while, we'll be like, wow, I just don't know what came over me. Something just came over me and I just felt this anger or felt this emotion come over me and I just lashed out. I don't know what it was. You know, it didn't feel like it was me. That's something that's very common that we hear when we refer to shadow work. So shadow work, when we when we now bring this into the world of healing, more so what shadow work is, is the acceptance and almost discovery and, and making that unconscious part of ourselves more conscious. And when we become conscious of those unconscious parts, that's when we start establishing a little bit more control over um, lashing out or anything like that. So, okay, let's let's say, for example, we, we have a shadow part of ourselves that is acting out in our lives. We have a chat, we, we get to the bottom of it, we realize that it's this specific shadow that is reacting or, or coming out in certain ways in your lives or more prominent than others. And we have that conversation that gets you to the point of becoming conscious of that shadow. Now, because you're actually conscious of it, the next time you lash out or the next time you respond and that part or that shadow of you is the one that the, the, you know, the energy that you're calling upon to respond the way that it is, even though it's very unconscious, the next time it comes up, you can be like, that was it. That was that unconscious pattern program or shadow that was coming through that is creating this, this situation in my life. So now we put ourselves into a position where 
the next time that we feel this energy starting to come up, we can stop it in its path and almost exchange it for something a little bit more um, more us, right? Like if we can stop an unconscious pattern happening in our life, then we're more conscious of it and then we can stop it in its path and make a conscious decision of how we want to respond, how we want to deal with the situation at hand and etc. So shadow work is extremely important for what it is that we do when it comes to transformative healing or the healing of our soul or doing the work. And I think just really understanding what a shadow is and that it it is a very deeply embedded part of our unconscious. And this is why a lot of people experience things in their life where they just don't know where it's coming from. They don't understand it. There's a lot of confusion around it because this energy just pops up because it's so primitive. It's so when you get angry, and, and your logical mind switches off and it goes to your emotional brain because you're angry, you're emotional, right? Whether it's you're sad, whether someone's crossed a boundary or someone's frustrating you or whatever the case is, you're so emotional that your logical brain almost switches off and you're gone straight into your limbic brain, which is your emotional. And now you're acting from your emotions. And if that's the case and you have a lot of unconscious programming or um, conditioning that you have been brought up with, then that's the way you're going to respond in that situation in a very unconscious way. You're not going to know where it's coming from. And then once say you've come from an argument and you've, you've had time to cool down, your logical brain kicks back in. You're like, I just don't know what came over me. That was, that was, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean that. And shadow work is becoming conscious of the unconscious so that the next time that this presents itself in your life in whichever way that is, you're able to see it more from a conscious point of view where you can either stop it in its path and and move forward in a much more uh, loving or grounded way. The next major area of our healing is inner child healing. Now, inner child healing I feel as if it is more personal than anything else because the inner child is quite literally... One of the things that I actually really like to see is most adults, most adults aren't actually adults. They can simply only pretend to be adults while their childish tendencies play out unconsciously. The parts of ourselves that haven't been healed or have been conditioned to be a certain way and we're acting out those tendencies in a very unconscious way. So the inner child is usually what a lot of our traumatic events are related to. So if there was a time in, so this is going to be an example, if there was a time in your life where Um, I'm going to use my own example, actually, where my dad, the situation that we were in in our family household was that my dad had to work a lot in order to earn the money to be able to pay for the bills, keep food on the table. And and as most men do, they provide for their families. They they put the food on the table for their families. They they pay the bills and they do all that. And my dad did just that. But what what grows out of that is an, an almost an abandonment wound of your dad always leaving. Now, as children, we can obviously see this in many different ways. Different perspectives show up in our lives and we see things very differently depending on your individual being, your own psyche. Um, you know, this can even go deep into human design, uh, the the blueprint that you've kind of came down to this world with in order to heal your karma. So depending on your childhood life, the way that you see things, perceive things, all that sort of stuff is really going to 
be a part of this and, and be an aspect of this this world and this healing in terms of inner child stuff. So just understand that many people are going to have different experiences in their childhood and then perceive those differently. So in my case, I obviously didn't get to spend too much time with my dad. There was many times where I got to spend time with my dad playing Space Invaders and doing all these fun things. And I remember those memories as well. But there was a lot of times where my dad was working a lot. He had to work weekends. He would work from six o'clock in the morning and not get home to seven o'clock at night, right before we're about to go to bed. So I only get to see him for a couple of minutes before we head to bed. Um, or he will come in when we're already asleep to, to give us a kiss goodnight and stuff like that. So this isn't to say that what my father was doing was incorrect or wrong. He was simply just doing what it was that he needed to do or what he knew he had to do in that moment with the information that he had. Now, what that creates for my inner child is almost this wound within me that I didn't feel as if I got love from my father. And every time he went to work, there was a part of me that felt like that my dad was always leaving us. He was always leaving to go to work and and I never got to spend the time that I wanted with him because he had to choose work over us because he had to earn the money to be able to to be able to help us survive essentially. But as a child, you don't see it that way. You see it as like, oh, but dad, I just want to spend time with you. Why are you always away? And as we grow up, what that can look like is, again, this is this has come down to my situation. When I first started in the brotherhood group that I started in, I found it very hard to connect with men. I couldn't trust men because there was this part of me that saw that men couldn't be trusted because Every time that I wanted to connect with a man or, you know, the man in my life, which was my father, every time I wanted to connect with him, he was always out. Or every time I needed to deal with a issue or a development, a development stage of my life that called upon the masculine to be a role model or to be there for me in some way to help me grow through it or initiate me from boyhood to manhood, I didn't have that. So there is a part of my inner child that doesn't have love from the masculine. And what that can turn into, we don't really have actually too much evidence and understanding of how the same situation, you know, let's just let's just say a hundred other kids who are boys don't have their fathers around, that can quite literally turn into many different forms of inner child wounding or trauma in a sense. But somehow for me that developed into not being able to trust the masculine, therefore I couldn't connect with the masculine very well. I couldn't be open and vulnerable with other men. I couldn't trust them with my information uh, or, or like my deep vulnerability. I couldn't trust men with that. So our inner child is more about finding a way to be able to truly love the child within us. We we have to grow into a mature we have to grow into a maturity that allows us to be the masculine that we didn't have in our past to the inner child that is within me. This kind of is what I'm trying to refer to as inner child healing is we really need to find a way that we can meet those aspects of ourselves that feel abandoned, that feel like we're not good enough, that feel unworthy based off our situations as children and really be able to find the strength, the courage, 
to be able to be there for our own inner child, to really ask our inner child, what is it that you need from me? What is it that I can do to help you feel better so that we can reconnect and start expressing those childish tendencies, but in more of a divine way, a more joyful way, a more happy way, uh, uh, you know, playing and loving and being of joy and just experiencing life in such a childish way rather than the childish shadow tendencies, which is uh, if someone comes up to you to give you love and they're just genuinely there to be like, hey, I'm here for you. And you're like, no, no, I don't. I don't want your love. Like, get away from me. Like, no, that's where most people are at the moment, even when they're shown the most genuine love and someone genuinely wants to hear them or talk to them. They just don't want to borrow it because they don't they don't want they don't they, they aren't they're, they're more unable to receive that love because they haven't first given themselves that space and that love to really connect to them, their own inner child. So that's kind of like representative of the inner child healing. So essentially to wrap this up, they're the two main areas that I see are most important. The shadow work and really becoming conscious of the unconscious patterns that are presenting themselves in our lives. And then the inner child work where we really have to find a way to meet the child that is within us and to meet the needs of the inner child that is love, that is the allowing of our inner child to express itself fully without putting it down or um, or, or, or saying anything like, oh no, don't do that. That's embarrassing. Or, or don't do that. You're, you're being too much. Like allowing our inner child just to be and just express itself in its, in its fullest. And, and when we do, and when we do this work, you know, this is what we refer to as the work, shadow work, inner healing, healing our trauma, which is essentially coming from our shadows and from our inner child. When we work on these and we're able to one, integrate our shadows. So when we refer to our shadows, like I said, we have active, passive shadows, and then it's like a pyramid which goes up to the actual archetype of that. So, you know, the the warrior archetype comes down and stems into an active and passive shadow. Now, the thing is, is amongst these two shadows, these two shadow forms, the active and passive, there are qualities of both of these that actually make up the, the, the full archetype. So we need to find a way to actually integrate integrate our shadows, those two shadows, and use aspects of them and flow in between, kind of like a pendulum swing going back and forth to these two areas, using the qualities of each shadow consciously to actually tap into the energy of what the actual full expression of the archetype is. So it's about integrating our shadows rather than pushing them down, suppressing them and saying, nope, I don't want to deal with that. And then also integrating our inner child. By integrating our inner child, that is attending to our needs. And and these needs are going to be love. These needs are going to be acceptance. These needs are going to be the, the parts of our inner child that just need to be accepted by us and allowed to be expressed so that the child doesn't feel like it's being suppressed or uh, in, in a more physical idea of looking at it, sent to your room. That's kind of like what most of us have done to our inner child is just go to your room right now, stay in there, no video games, no TV, no phone, no nothing. Just go in your dark room and sit in there and don't move until you're ready to come out. 
But the thing is, is the inner child that we send to the room doesn't actually know what they've done wrong. They've just tried expressing themselves in the fullest and they don't know what it is that they've actually done wrong. So they just sit in there in that dark room, curled up, upset that they're not receiving any love, that they're not receiving any attention and they don't feel accepted for who it is that they actually want to be in each moment. So it's almost us walking to the bedroom, opening the door and saying, hey, I don't think I've been treating you the best that I could be. And understand that this inner child is you. It's a big part of you. Being able to walk into that room, turn the light on, get some light on the shadow and and speak with the inner child and, and accept the inner child and start integrating the aspects of that inner child that want to be expressed. Like having a little bit more play in your life, not being so structured, not being all about work and go, go, go and actually having times to ourselves where we can really express our joy, express our play, express the love for ourselves and and really just be with ourselves. You know, when kids play with either Barbie dolls or little racing cars, I played with my racing cars a lot. It's like they're just being. They're not thinking about anything. They're not trying to achieve anything. They're not doing anything other than just playing and and being with their imagination and, and being with their entire being and their full expression of play. So really at the end of the day, what this really comes down to is integrating our shadows and integrating our inner child to be able to use the qualities and aspects of all these parts of ourselves, which is inevitably our whole self, right? It's not like, oh, there's the shadow form of us, there's the inner child of us, and then there's the ego us. It's, it's No, it's they're all one thing, but our logical mind likes to break them up into separate things because that's what the ego does. It sees everything as separate and and you know, oh, that's that's a tree, that's a light, that's a this and that's a that. It's like, no, they're all connected. It's just our ego self and our perception sees things separately. And that's the exact same thing as what we do with the shadow aspects of ourselves and the inner child. Now, something that just dropped in for me was, you know, um, this comes into the mirroring. So when we start going to shadow work, we start talking about um, our shadows mirroring into our our physical reality. I might do another podcast talking about that because um, this is probably enough information for this one. So I'll probably go into that. And yeah, just as a conclusion, just find a way to become conscious of the unconscious patterns that are coming from our shadow forms. With With the shadows, finding acceptance in the shadows as much as you're finding acceptance in your inner child is accept that every single human being has shadows and they're not shadows that are developed over time in our personal unconscious, they are somewhat developed depending on our situation, but the the collective unconsciousness, every shadow is present in every single one of us. Just depending on how we've grown up are the qualities that we've kind of grabbed to almost formulate and create the life that we perceive. So don't forget that every single one of us have every single shadow aspect of ourselves. We just call upon the energies of different ones, whether it's unconscious or conscious. So what your shadows are, what they, what, what are presenting in your life as shadows, just become aware of them. Find a way to accept that this is a part of you and it's up to us to consciously 
integrate the shadows and use qualities of each to be able to formulate and create a reality that is in alignment with our soul's purpose. And then doing the same thing with the inner child, finding acceptance of the inner child that all the inner child wants to do is express itself fully. It wants to have fun. It wants to play. It wants to just be without you telling it, no, you're embarrassing. No, you're unworthy. No, you can't do that because society says that we have to stay in this perfect put together person. You know what I mean? So find a way to accept the inner inner child, integrate the inner child, find a way to accept the shadows and integrate the shadow. Thank you for listening to this episode on How to Human Project, where we looked at shadow work, the inner child, and how you can integrate these two foundations of healing into your life and become conscious of the unconscious. If you're a man seeking other like-minded men in community and brotherhood, I am building a Facebook group that I am inviting men who are embarking on or well into their self-development journey. My intention for this group is to provide men with support, education, love, and guidance for their path moving forward. I plan to establish brotherhood community where I will provide educational content such as online workshops, masterclasses, Q&As, tools, practices, in-person live events, and retreats. If you feel the pull to join me on this mission, use the link in the description or www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash HTHP brotherhood forward slash. I'll see you there. Thank you again for listening to this episode, sending you love during these times. Stay safe and you'll be hearing again from me soon. Much love. Bye.